We're going to need to build out that uh, top of the hour break so I can get all the way back. I don't have some high end speed, guys. <laughs> I, uh, look, You're going to be faster, Trev. No, I, there's I, look, plenty of time. I've had lots of coffee, yeah. and I just that's a it's a minute there, it's a minute back. We'll just we'll just leave it at that. We'll this is my favorite Queen song, by the way. I love this song. I don't know why. I don't think it's because I'm in radio either. I think I just really like it. I don't know. Andy, it's a good song. I don't think this is anywhere close to their best. No, Fat I don't know. I didn't, know. I didn't oh, it's say, your favorite. I, I didn't say okay. it was the best. I did not say it was the best. Fav- okay, favorite. It's my favorite. Favorite and best are different. Yes, very. There you go. Music is none of my business. <laughs> <laughs> did you know that was Queen? I did. Okay. Like I, I have a, a weird pocket of things where I actually can't identify this happens to be one of them. Yeah. But if you get something past like 1983, and I'm probably out. I mean, this is maybe, maybe and that's not true. Maybe to 1990, I could make it. Once, <laughs> once Nirvana showed up, I'm like, yeah, it's probably the end of the line for me. <laughs> Little too edgy for me. <laughs> can't do that it's grunge. Pretty, it's pretty loud. <laughs> hey, Kurt. Kurt. <laughs> Turn it down a little. Can you sing a little slower so I can understand what exactly. I is need more than an acoustic is version. Going going it may away. smell like Teen Spirit. It doesn't have to sound like it, Kurt. <laughs> All right, let's let's crowdsource this a little bit. That's, ridiculous That's pretty good. That was good. Um, little bonus, ask Andy right here. Um, if Trav were to get another tattoo, which of the following would it likely be? A, another. I do have one. Do you really? I do. Okay, go. I did not know that. And and let's get back to that after you finish with this. Yeah, it's not that interesting of a story, but we we can. That's fine. Um, The Costco logo. (laughs) Heard worse ideas. A flaming taco. A portrait of Guy Fieri, which you can strike that from the record. Or a Roman numeral depicting his favorite combo from In and Out. Ooh, there's two of those are good. I'd go Flaming Taco. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, if I had to pick one, I think that's what it is. I think the Costco logo feels on brand, <laughs> like doubly so. I feel like the Flaming Taco is the one you're going to regret the least down the line. I think if Costco is going to give you like a year, like a lifetime, like you, you never have to have a membership, you never have to pay for your membership. If you got a tattoo, that's when you would <laughs> you, get it. I mean, you who would right, do that? Instead of showing the card when you walk in, you just kind of roll up your sleeve, like, here I am. Yeah, you'd be <laughs> like, one, right, right on your bicep. <laughs> right. Yeah, you'd be like, is that one not of those... the most suburban <laughs> tattoo ever? Yeah, it was. Uh, so I do have one. Okay. Huge mistake. Reg- literally. <laughs> regretted it no as regrets. it was happening <laughs> it was just about um got it on my 21st birthday me and my friend uh antonio vernon were both it was the it was oddly it was the same night that riddick bow and vander holyfield fought we were enjoying the fight shall you say and uh we decided you know it'd be fun to do tonight let's go get some tattoos you got boxing gloves didn't the you? tattoo cost 25 dollars, so that should tell you all you need so to it's know. garbage too it's now the good news is it's almost entirely gone. It is. It's, it's faded. I, it's well. It's twenty one. I'm fifty. Almost fifty one now. So it's almost thirty years old. Okay. Never so, got it touched up. <laughs> not and touched up. I was basically bringing out a belt sander the next day to get rid of it. <laughs> you know. Yeah. But uh, I, I. If I've always said this. If anybody guesses what it is, I'll tell you if it's you're, you're right. I'm not. But I'm not going to volunteer. Can we take guesses of like what it's about? Uh, sure. Is it about UCSB? Kinda, but Kinda. no. It's about baseball. Warmer. It's about being a pitcher. No. You got any guesses here, Andy, or am I on an island? Is it, well, Greg, that could be like 10% true, but not really. Is it a is it a needle, like a syringe <laughs> of stuff? No. Going into your body? No. No. Okay. No. Okay. 
So it has somewhat to do with, it doesn't have to do anything with you playing baseball at UCSB. It, it no. Is it like your number? No. Which, by the way, that I kind of would have been into. Like if I could redo it, I probably would have done something like that. It's the worst tattoo in the world. It, <laughs> where, it, where is it? It's on my back of my left shoulder. Back of your left shoulder. Yeah. Because I, so no one's ever so going to see thing. that unless he, you go swimming. If I, now, now, let me just preface this by saying this will what I'm about to say will never happen. However, if I took my shirt off right now, <laughs> you wouldn't even know it was there unless I pointed it Where's out. Where's social? To you. Social media. <laughs> yeah, exactly. How yeah. small is it? It's about the size of a half dollar. Half dollar. Maybe, maybe is like it a circle. It it yeah. It's mostly a circle. It's halfway between a quarter and a half dollar. Is it like letters or numbers or? No. Okay, so it's a thing. It's a thing. What color is it? Now or then? Then. Uh, blue and white. Blue and white. Yeah. Blue and white. And a little bit like of a, orange. A little bit of orange. Does it have to do with like the ocean? No. No? Well, look, we can Sunset open, over the... No, we can open it up to Twitter if we want to do that. If you guys want to... While we're yeah, guessing where I mean, Sliwa is, we can guess what my tattoo is. Do you not really know where Sliwa is? I have no idea. You have no clue where Sliwa is. So, no, it, look, it's called um, conditioning or Pavlovian or whatever it is. You, you learn through previous experiences. I have learned that asking Al really probing questions like, what do you got going this weekend, are met with a brick wall. So I just, I've decided to stop asking them because, hey, I got some stuff. You can only you can only get that coming back so many times before you just like yeah, I guess he doesn't want maybe, to tell. Maybe me. he's getting a matching tat. Maybe, I don't think he knows what it is, but maybe like he he would not like. I don't like it. Nobody needs a matching tat with that. All right, the stat hero of the day uh, is Dave Roberts, Dodgers manager Dave Roberts, the first manager to lead a team to the postseason in his first seven seasons. He also made history on Thursday, joined Cubs manager Frank Chance to have four seasons of at least 104 wins. This is crazy. 17, 19, 21, 22. Dave Roberts uh, has gotten that done. Stat Hero of the Day is brought to you by Stat Hero. Look for local market lineups in Stat in the Stat Hero app and filter by single game. Pay attention to local market lineups at StatHero.com. And don't forget to enter your promo code 710 where you will receive a 100% deposit match. Stat Hero winning isn't a fantasy. Um, here's Dave Roberts talking about Craig Kimbrell, easy for me to say, last night after uh, what was not a particularly strong outing. Let's try that again. Oh, mine's not working. Taylor, can you play it in there? My, my, I'm hitting my button. Nothing's happening. Play my Dave Roberts sound for me. I think the stuff is starting to, to slide a little bit. Fastball velocity. Yeah, I, I've just got to continue to look at this. And, you know, we've got to have our best guys at the back end. Okay, when you hear the manager talking about his ninth inning guy, stuff is starting to slide. The velocity, i got to keep my eye on it. That is anything. The only thing it's missing is dun dun dun. That's it, right? But the question is, he may not have any other options. Blake Trinan is not responding as they'd hoped. Bruzdar Gratterall has never shown that he's going to thrive in that role. Evan Phillips has been a guy that has been really good for the Dodgers, but they haven't really been grooming him for that ninth inning. He's still pitching that six, seven, eight range more often than not. If it's not Kimbrell, who is it right now? There isn't an obvious choice. Could Dustin May be a possibility? Not with the way he walks, guys. That's a right? huge part. That's a huge part of it because he's walking, guys. You can't put that guy in in the ninth sure. inning in a big spot. I'm just, I'm just thinking about a guy who throws hard. And like he's, you said, and you said with Evan Phillips, he's a guy. He they like him in that fireman role that they had Trinan in, so where he can come in at any point through when you have like the two, three, four hitters. 
So, yeah, I mean, it's he's really the only guy that they can go with. I mean, Yancy Almonte could have been that guy, but he's been injured. Who knows mm-hmm. what he's going to look like when he gets back. Uh, I, Do you match up? I mean, I know you can't match up the way you used to because you got to pitch to three guys, so it's, it's a little bit different. But do you go with the hot hand? Because, look, may, maybe going into this, like, look, Craig, and go back to 2020 when the Dodgers won the World Series. Kenley was the guy until he wasn't. Right, and then it's just like we we can't do that anymore. And then Julio became the guy by default, really, and he thrived in the role and did a great job. But you give it to Kimbrel and say, "Listen, you're you're literally on a day to day basis. If you do well today, you're my guy tomorrow. If not, we're gonna figure something out from there." I I feel like you have to solidify it, otherwise it just becomes a story. Like if you're switching out guys all the time, it's going to become a thing that guys have to think about, they have to talk about, especially once you're in the playoffs. These guys want to know what their role is, even if you're Craig Kimbrell and you hear you no longer have a role. Like, everybody wants to know what it is they're doing. But if you just kneecap the guy, right, if you just say, listen, you're not going to be a part of this, there's a a million scenarios where he's going to have to pitch big innings. What do you you think of this one? Andrew Heaney. He is a big-time strikeout guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's kind of out of the rotation, in the rotation, but is he going to be one of your top five, four or five starters in the postseason? Andrew Heaney I think could be that guy. I think he is one of your top four guys. Right right now, what you have right now, here, it, Julio, Kershaw, Anderson, they're good. You're one, two, three. Sure. Right? Those, I mean, you, you kind of got to go May there. Do you? Heaney's pitched better than May. He has, but if you have, I mean, because of the stuff that May has, also, I mean, well, Heaney has the stuff too, but if you have the the May Gonsolin piggyback, you can get away with that and then have Heaney be your ninth inning guy. That, has he ever it, pitched in that I, role I was, before? I was just looking this up. I don't up. think he has. He's pitched 134 career games, 125 of them have been starts. Yeah, and, and of those yeah. nine or 11 that have not, I would imagine none of those were ninth inning coming here and get three huge I mean, playoff outs. May just came to mind to me. Like, I understand the control issues, the walks issues. I mean, that's that's a reason why you're not thinking about him as a starter right now. But if you're looking for somebody that can just overpower no batters at the end of, at the end of a game, if it comes down to just hey, who's got the the best opportunity to come out here and throw eleven pitches and get three outs, it's a hundred percent Dustin May. But it's a it's a pretty unfair ask. You're asking him to do something he's never done before. You're asking him to do something on the back end of a major arm injury. That's the thing. He's only pitched uh, was it six? He's had six starts since coming back. Right. The fact that he's not sharp is not a surprise. He had a major injury that he's coming back from. I still think he wins a Cy Young one day. I think he, mm-hmm. I think he wins or uh, goes to multiple All Star games. I think he's going to be the number one pitcher in this rotation at some point in his career. I think he's all of those things. He's just not there right now. He's but, just not. I mean, you mentioned though that it's a f- unfair ask. You may be in a place where fairness ain't got nothing to do with it. I mean, like somebody has to do this. If you think Kimbrel can't do it, yeah then you may have to unfairly ask somebody else to do it because if if you feel better about Dustin May in a totally unfair position than Craig Kimbrell doing what he's been doing all year, there's your solution. So what about Tommy Canley? Canley came back, and he has been fantastic in the time that he's come back. And he's always been a very good pitcher, mm-hmm. and he's got great stuff. It just He's just been injured, and now he's healthy. He has no wear on his arm because he hasn't pitched all year. Could be a guy that goes into the ninth inning. Him, Vesia, possibly, but I kind of like him more in the like, sixth, yeah. six, seventh Vezia's inning role. Vesia's an interesting choice because he competes like crazy. He does, and he gets fired up, yeah. too. 
Yeah, I look. You know what? You know what? All this kind of makes me think of is why did Dave have to say that? And and at the risk of <laughs> at the risk of getting our guy Emily runs. going. No, 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 I understand. I'm not saying that you use him. Right. I'm just saying this could be one of those. Look, you know, when we get to that, we're going to figure it out. But right now, you know, Craig's going to be our ninth inning guy. Didn't you don't have to believe it? But but here's the thing though. What you just said. When we get there, we'll figure it out. That's an acknowledgement of there's something to figure out. There's kind of no way around it. Unless he's just going to commit to Kimbrell being the closer, anything else he says leaves open that window for yeah, him okay, not So being why it. not commit to it and then just not do it? Like you could pull him aside and say, "Listen, I got to say this because I don't want to. I don't want to talk about this for the next three weeks." But because at you some are point, under you, evaluation, right? But it's because it, if at some point you want to put somebody else in that role, you got to condition and familiarize that person in the role. Got to condition right and now. familiarize the rest of the team. But, You've only got a couple weeks to do let's this. Let's get Evan Phillips some ninth inning I situations. think that's what's going to end up let, being. Let, let's get him doing that. All right, Emily has, speaking of conspiracy theories, that you, uh, you're you pro-conspiracy theory. Love theory. me a conspiracy theory. Emily's got one of her own. That's coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Feeling like you need a marketing degree and an extra day in your week to successfully market your small business? Let Constant Contact do the heavy lifting for you. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has powerful tools that make it easy to grow your audience, engage your customers, and sell more to boost your business. Now, in just a few clicks, you can launch a marketing campaign that's tailored to your business and goals. That includes email, social, SMS, and more. So you can sell more, raise more, and fast-track your business growth. Plus, you can always count on Constant Contact's award-winning customer support for guidance along the way. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. All right, Emily, I know that, uh, that you you are pro-conspiracy theory, and you are also oh, yes. perhaps the, well, no, and not even perhaps, <laughs> we have a mathematical calculation that you yes. are one of the biggest Taylor Swift fans on the Spotify platform, yes? Yes, I am top 1% on the Spotify platform uh, for Taylor Swift. I think Andy was top 1.5%. <laughs> it just missed that, that, that 0.5 kept you out of the top I one. I didn't want it bad enough. <laughs> All right, guys, so... I don't know if you guys remember this happening, but um, Pepsi announced that they would end their uh, partnership with the Pep- uh, the halftime show at the Super Bowl. So it was announced yesterday at midnight that Apple Music would be the uh, sponsor of the halftime show at the Super Bowl. So it would now be the Apple Music halftime show. So it just so happens that Taylor Swift is releasing an album called Midnight next uh, next month. So, it's kind of a coincidence that Apple Music released this announcement at midnight yesterday. They couldn't at any time, but midnight yesterday. And Taylor Swift has not (laughs) ever uh, performed at the Super Bowl. She's never been at the halftime show at the Super Bowl because she had a long-time partnership with Coca-Cola. So, she couldn't do Pepsi and Coca-Cola, etc. So, it just so happens that it would kind of work out that Taylor Swift could be named the halftime show at this year's Super Bowl, which would make me 
so happy. I was going to say, how many days off are you going to need to collect yourself <laughs> post Taylor Swift halftime Super Bowl? Pre Taylor Swift, <laughs> both. I mean, Pre and post. It depends if we're there. Uh, if we're there, if the Rams end up going there. But uh, you know, I I will probably take that next day. I'll rewatch that performance over and over again. But we'll see if I can actually go see her live too this next year when she goes and tours. I know that I am in the extreme minority here. I, I'm, I'm aware. Have, have you ever given a Super Bowl halftime show a second thought other than, oh, it's on, I'll watch it, or I won't, and then you keep it moving? Occasionally. <laughs> it depends on who it is. Like like when Prince did his halftime that show. That was a good one. That, but that, was, that felt like, here's the difference. This is what Prince did versus what 99% of the other ones do. Most of them, and the other 99%, they put on a halftime show. Prince put on a concert. Yeah. That's the difference. Most of these artists basically turn their halftime show into like one of those golden oldies medley yeah. type shows yeah. where they're just trying to like crank in, like cram in, I should say, seven or eight of their greatest hits into 10 minutes. And then you have a lot of pageantry going on. Prince treated it like an actual concert. And then on top of it, you had the rain coming yeah. down to which he said, screw it, I'm doing it anyway. <laughs> like... Going out using high heels in yeah. the rain on a stage. Dude, okay, it's first of all, bold choice. Prince, you want to talk? I mean, I'm a massive Prince fan to sure. begin with. He's my all time favorite. But yeah, Prince did a cover of the Foo Fighters during this thing. Like he didn't he didn't just choose the hits. He said, I'm doing a cover of a Foo Fighters song that maybe people might not recognize. They're certainly not going to expect it from me. Mm-hmm. I don't care. This is what I want to do during this show. But like, I remember when I saw Prince at the Forum, I'd seen clips of him you know, in the past, stuff like that, seen him before. But he was performing in like those heels yeah. and basically like a, like a Golden Girls <laughs> nightie <laughs> or like a Golden Girls type outfit, like the most comfortable, yeah. A, comfortable in your own skin to do that. But I'm watching him going like, he's got the right idea. Yeah. That looks so incredibly comfortable. My favorite Super Bowl halftime memory is the time I went and got a third bowl of chili. <laughs> Big last year's was good. It was great. And it's not that I don't like them. Like last year's the apparatus that was suspending 50 cent was fun to see right like mm-hmm. how deeply into the earth is that anchor to hold him up there like i had questions there were, were things going on and seeing snoop and seeing dre and and, and kendrick lamar and everything yeah. it was cool it was cool and and again to your point they played the songs that i know right they did and and by the way they hit all the beats. Like, sure. I, need, I need to hear this one. I need to hear that one. We'll do that. But it literally leaves my collective conscious. Right. The second that last note is struck and echoes through so far, I'm like, all right, there, I'm done. There is a reason that Prince, that that halftime, or I like to say that halftime concert, has stayed with people because it felt like a concert. When Beyonce did hers, Beyonce really treated it like more of a concert. Like, this felt like 10 minutes of what she would do in an actual Beyonce concert. It was her and Coldplay and Bruno Mars. It was kind of crazy, too. Right. But her portion of it, like, itself, like, it really felt like that. Well, she's done it a couple times, I think. Yeah, yeah, I think the the most recent one when she did um, Formation. Right. uh, Right. Like, that felt like a Beyonce concert. So, to me, that one stood out more. But, like, I remember, you know, I love the Rolling Stones. Yeah. When they did theirs, most of it was probably about seven, eight years ago. 
It just again, it felt like a golden oldies medley. Didn't, it's like, eh. didn't Michael Jackson do like an up with people thing at the Rose Bowl? <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure he did. I feel like people, people, yeah. children, so, children. I think for the most part. <laughs> Boy, that aged poorly. Yeah, it did. Um, I think for the most part, it, it's going to feel disposable because most of the artists treat it as disposable. They treat it as something like, this is what you do yeah. to raise your profile because so many people are going to be watching. You've got something to promote, whatever. Every now and then, though, you get an artist that treats it like a concert. And I think those are great. She's so, going to kill it. So here's my question to you. Would you go, like, let, let's say yeah. the Super Bowl is the Buffalo Bills against the, I don't know, Green Bay Packers. Yeah. It, but it's in Arizona, so it's not a super far trip. It's yeah. a, it's You could drive it if you wanted to do it pretty easily. Mm-hmm. Um, let's say that you could get an a, affordable re- ticket. a relatively affordable ticket. Is yeah. it, you, would you go just to see 10 minutes of Taylor Swift? No, I wouldn't go to see just to 10 minutes of Taylor Swift. I would rather go see her concert when she tours. Because yeah. I'd rather, if I love Taylor Swift, I want to see her in full. If. In full. But <laughs> if, if uh, though, she does perform this uh, halftime show, I will be glued to my screen at halftime. You got to go. I'm. I'm not. I mean, I you would love to go to a Super Bowl in general, but I would like. I would like want to be on the on the ground. But I don't know. It, it'd be great, and I'm, I'm curious what she's going to sing. But who knows? So, it, with that in mind, like the, you got to be at the event now. For the, Emily, the event would be Taylor Swift performing. Um, it's like Pitbull you, you want to take a, a, a stab in the dark of what the left field seats are going for at Yankee Stadium tonight. They keep in mind Aaron Judge going for 61 tonight. Left field seats, like where the majority of his home runs have landed, the least expensive ticket is going for 450. Try again, higher. 650. Double it, just about. 1300. 1100. Wow. 1100. Wow. Yeah. But you get the ROI if you get the ball. Yeah, but the, you're not going to get the ball. Like, I mean, one person is getting that ball, and there's probably hundreds of seats in that point. But there, there is something like I wouldn't want to be in left field because I don't want to be in the scrum or anything else. But maybe if you had like a fishing. <laughs> a little <net>. too crowded <laughs> yeah. for Travis Rogers. And a little too, you know, uh, physical. You know, I don't, I, look, I don't need to put, I want, to, I want some space. <laughs> I want to be able to grab my gear and sit Would you buy out the entire <laughs> section? <laughs> like Charlie Sheen yes. back in the 80s? Yeah. And in the, in the no home runs to left field that night. With, there is something about being in the venue on really cool nights that you just, in, in the moment you realize it's happening, but as you get further away from it, like for me, I was at the Rose Bowl for the Vince Young USC, and, and as it's happening, you're like, this is amazing, but the further you got to wait, you say, wait, hold on a second. I might have been at the greatest college football game ever yeah. played. That's really cool. I was in Staples the night Kobe's last game, he got 60 points. It, as it's happening, place is going bananas, but later on, you're like, wait a second, that's really cool. I mean, it, it takes a second for it to settle in that, like, you just saw history. Yeah. Like, like history that matters like history that people will actually remember people will still remember usc texas matt line and reggie bush versus vince young he's going for the quarter he's got it people i mean every time people still remember that people still remember kobe's finale 60 points like i was there for 81 mm. and it's funny because in the moment before before it became clear like kobe was going for a record kobe was going for something really different in the moment, as that game was going along, it just felt like, okay, this team has been scuffling a bit, trying to keep themselves in the playoff race, and they're going to lose at home 
to an absolutely crappy Raptors team. Right. And I remember Kobe going into halftime had like 26, something like that. But at that time, like Kobe was on one. So 26 at the half didn't feel like anything particularly noteworthy. You're like, all right, he's probably going to end up with like 45 in this game, which is great by anybody else's standards. Sure. By Kobe's in that moment, it was like, was Another, he, the 40 a night for like two yeah, weeks? Yeah, it, it was insane. Like, yeah. I, you know, I covered those teams and saw a lot of it in person. And like these runs Kobe went on were unbelievable, but they condition you to treat them like normalcy. Yeah. And then I remember around in the third quarter, I was covering this game. I was sitting next to my brother. And like, I look over and I'm like, wait, is it just me or does Kobe have a lot of points in this game? And you look up, and it's like, oh my God, he's got like 56 in the third <laughs> quarter. You're like, whoa. Yeah. Like, you, it sneaks up on you because you're so used to this. And then once, you know, the Lakers, people forget, Kobe needed that 81 to help them secure this win. Right. But then once it became clear, like, okay, they are going to feed him every single time because he's going for this record. Then you recognize, okay, I'm witnessing history. Yeah, there there is a moment where it becomes, it goes from, hey, this is a really cool thing to be at to, this is something people might be talking about forever. Yeah, like it, and it, it it takes sometimes. Like to your point, in, when you see a guy get eighty one points, you're like, okay, this is the thing that people are going to be talking about forever and ever. The the Rose Bowl I'm talking about that took a minute. You knew it was a great game, but it took a minute to sink in. The only thing I've ever been at in the moment, you're like, oh, they're going to be talking about this forever is when Mike Tyson bit Evander Holyfield's ear off. <laughs> <laughs> Swear to God. Because you're, you're, I'm, I'm in there, because the fight started, and I'll never forget it. You know, ding, ding, ding. And Mike, everybody remembers. So Mike's entire strategy, post when he was a really good fighter, this was after he was at his best, but he was still Mike, and he was still scary, and he still had incredible power. And his game was, that bell rings, I charge across the ring, and I hit you with everything I got a half a second into the fight. And 98% of the people were either on the ground or backing up or terrified or all of the above. He did that to Evander. Ding, ding, ding. There he goes. Wap, 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 wap. And Evander's like, let's go. Like, not, not a step backwards. And you could almost feel Mike deflate like, ah, crap, I got to fight this guy? This sucks. And, and Evander just started to pick him apart and pick him apart and pick him apart. And then we ultimately get to the <laughs> ear biting. And, and it was bedlam. Just chaos. Like, what What in the world just happened? And that was the only thing I've ever been to in the moment where you're like, this is something that they will talk about forever and ever and ever. And it was crazy. Factor <laughs> Cap coming up next. It's Travis Slee. Andy's in for Slee on 710 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hey guys, I got a tweet from uh, Miguel. He says, uh, we do not want Taylor Swift at the halftime show. Please, for the love of God, don't even speak it into existence. Okay, as Taylor Swift once said, like the haters going to hate, 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 hate. I'm just going to play. All right? Taylor Swift might be the halftime show and let's just accept it, guys. 
I, I'm good if she does it every year from here until the end of time, or <laughs> if she care. never does it, I'm good either way. <laughs> okay. I'm uh, going to say fact just because I think you are correct about what this is. I, I think the midnight thing with her finally being able to do this, she's probably the biggest star out there who yeah. hasn't done it yet. Yeah. I never knew that was the reason. Yeah, I didn't really know the until Coke today. It, yeah, I didn't yeah, know that. it was investigated a little bit on a, on my Twitter timeline, um, and I didn't know either. And I was like, "That makes sense," because I was kind of like, "Why hasn't she done it?" Anyway, so uh, the Jetsons premiered on <laughs> how this many day. how many Taylor Swift communities are you a part of on Twitter? <laughs> None on Twitter. It's just you know how Twitter kind of puts together uh, your timeline based on things you like, and I like a lot of Taylor Swift things, and so it will co- congregate as well as my uh, my. TikTok so the algorithms algorithm. have figured you out by yes. now. <laughs> and the TikTok algorithm has figured me out, and my TikTok is almost entirely in that. Regardless, we're going to move on, because I can talk about Taylor Swift all day. I believe you. <laughs> <laughs> the Jetsons premiered on this day in 1962. Meet George Jetson. Yep. Do, 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 um, You think that we will have flying cars by 2062, which is the, the time set for the Jetsons. You think that we'll have flying cars by 2062. Travis, fetch cap. 40 years. Um, I'm trying to. I'm, I'm doing some quick environmental things in my head. Odd uh, cap. I don't. I think we'll still have gas. I think with, until we're out of gas, we won't come up with the next thing to do. Uh, I hope so. Forty. I'm in my 90s at that point, so I don't know if I'd be the the best pilot for a flying car. But I, I hope to see it. I, I. But no, I don't think so. I'm gonna say cap because I think 40 years from now we're gonna have like essentially. Like I don't want to say teleportation type technology, but like basically hologram type things that essentially make you feel like you are in another place. Anyway. The metaverse, basically. Yeah, I feel like in forty years nobody's ever going to leave to go anywhere. I'm already there. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm happy posted up like, in my living room. I, I know, for example, like the future that was predicted in Blade Runner, for example, basically where we are right I was now. Say you mean today? Yeah, <laughs> it's basically where we are now. That movie came out, I think, in 1982. They were off. They were predicting a lot of stuff that we do not have. So, I, but what's I'm crazy is like the things that we do not have. But if you go back to like even 1995. Who saw this coming? Right. You know, I'm holding up my phone right now. But this, this thing that we all carry everywhere we go, and it is the the link to every other human being on Earth that right. didn't exist but all 20 years ago. All the tech now seems to be about making it so you can see the world without ever having to leave. Food? <laughs> Do you think I have the food delivered? Like, if I'm feeling like, I don't know, some Peruvians, like, I want to go see Machu Picchu, but I don't want to go all the way down there. I just want to pretend I'm at Machu Picchu. Can I still get the Peruvian food delivered to my house? Well, you can always do that. Okay, good. It's called DoorDash. Have good. you ever uh, watched Spy Kids? No. Yeah. So, uh, Spy Kids, they had one, they had Apple Watch, essentially, at the time. And two, they have what you're talking about, where you can uh, essentially put this little card in, and this uh, into like a microwave kind of thing, and it'll come out and it'll be food. So, I always wanted that. Uh, Taylor, Patrick Cap. I think Cap, but right now I do wish I had a flying car because my truck that I've had for 12 years is in the graveyard. Uh oh. What's oh. wrong with it? Uh, piston blew out, it's completely shot, and I'm looking for a new vehicle right now. How are you so getting I'm, around? Are I'm you on the bus? the bus? Yeah. 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 So I do wish I had a flying car. <laughs> I. By the way, Rosie or a flying car? Give me Rosie all day long. Rosie was the robot maid. Like, if you're telling me my house is always spick and span and, and everything, beds are always made, I'll tell you, I, I'll, I I'll drive AI my own my car. I'll had, drive my car. She had a bit of a mouth on her. She, look, we could reprogram her. <laughs> we, could, we, could, we could take out her verbal. Bit of a mouth on her. her. 
Next one up. All right. So, um, a man at the Browns uh, Steelers game last night had to be uh, put in a stretcher and left the game because he fell asleep on the toilet because he, unest- he underestimated the strength of the edible that he decided to eat. So, wait, set that up again one more time. So, a man <laughs> at the Steelers Browns game okay. had to be taken out on a stretcher okay. because he fell asleep on a toilet because he over he, he over edibled. He over-edibled, underestimated the strength. Got it. So, you have ever ever underestimated the strength of an edible. Andy, Patrick Cap. Yes. I've underestimated the strength of many things over the course of my lifetime. <laughs> Did it end up with you on a sleep on a toilet? Could have. <laughs> Honestly, there's a couple I'm thinking of where if it had ended with me passed out on the toilet, I would have lucked out. <laughs> Like I, I wish it ended that well. Oh, there's, there's a couple where seriously, I'd have really lucked out. Yeah, it's, it's a hundred percent fact for me. Those, that takes a minute to dial that in, to figure out what works for you, to figure out the, the duration of when you consume it, to when it, it turns on, and how long it lasts, and whether you've eaten or not eaten, and all of those definitely. So, yeah, that that's probably not something you want to try for the first time at a Steelers game. That's probably something to, <laughs> to, to tinker with. What was that? Workshop at home. Figure that out watching old Law and Orders at home, <laughs> and then you can go to the Steeler game. Taylor? Uh, <laughs> I don't mess with edibles anymore, but um, I've passed out on a toilet or two in my time, you know, as a former drinker. So, as a younger man? Yeah, younger man. So, <laughs> yeah, I've, I've had a... It's happened. Yeah, Emily? It's happened. I have not had that happen to me, but I one time uh, underestimated while I was in New York City, and uh, let's just say I thought this uh, little girl on a tricycle was after me, and I was getting really, <laughs> really paranoid that she definitely knew I was high, and uh, I kept on seeing her, and I was like, uh, dude, we gotta go, and uh, yeah. You need to lay off the Stephen King books before you take your edibles <laughs> and just keep it moving. Yeah, it was the only time that really ever happened to me. Yeah, so, um, Figure that out at all. <laughs> fans of the Kardashians are debating whether or not uh, the show gave, her, gave Kim Kardashian a CGI tear on her face. So at one point in time in the show, she's doing a talking head. She's crying. She kind of dabs her eye, but not where the tear is. So people are debating whether or not they uh, put that in in post. So you can cry on command. Taylor, after Cap. Uh, Cap, but I can I give some I can give you some pretty sad eyes. That's about all I can do. Okay, some puppy dog eyes, yeah, Travis. Dog eyes. Yeah, if you just grab a couple of nose hairs, <laughs> you'll cry like a baby. Absolutely. Look, I'm not saying I can like go to an emotional place where all of a sudden I get you know watery eyed and think of something terrible that's happened in my life or something sad. But uh, if you just want me to cry, sure, I'll just start yanking hairs and good night now. <laughs> I don't consider that on cue, though. I mean, sure. Like, watch this. <laughs> on on cue is where you can just summon it, like like Demi Moore in her prime. Demi mm. Moore was an amazing on on cue crier. I cannot do it. I cannot do it at all. You well, yeah, and you have a you have some acting chops. I in do. Your background. I do have some acting chops in my background. Yes. that that was not something that I ever mastered. Like you know, like I said, the Demi Moore, like the Denzel, the one tier yeah. going down, like the glory tier. I can't do that. I I don't know. I've never seen the Kardashian show, um, but I'm just going to assume that it was put in in post, whether it was or not. <laughs> well, I can promise you, she can't cry on cue. No, they definitely like air, uh, air drops or something in her eyes. I can uh, you do it? 
I was an actress in in high school, and for one show, I did have to cry almost the entirety of the uh, play I was doing. I used to listen to a song, and then it would get me in a place, and I would start crying. What play? On stage. It's called Women of Troy. Um, Is it about the SC football team? <laughs> <laughs> Well, no. when Emily was young, we were going through some down years, so it would, I can see why it's a sad show. She yeah. free safety, yeah. and it just, the whole thing goes saywire. It's yeah. about, like, the fall of the Trojan horse, and told by the woman of the story. Um, so, my friend, uh, my, my roommate, uh, volunteers his time at a comedy store, uh, or comedy uh, performance place, or whatever. At comedy the store. comedy store? No, it's another okay. one. I can't remember the name of it. Laugh but- Factory? Uh, the improv. It's it's smaller. It's where Keeper Lance uh, new special has been filmed at. So you would rather go on stage and do improv than do stand up comedy. Travis, put your cap. Oh no! I well, first of all, both of those are terrifying. They they're incredibly specific skill sets, and I have neither of them. But forced to go up and do five minutes of stand up. I could probably slug my way through it. I'd bomb. Don't get me wrong. I'd be terrible at it. it it's an it's an art form, and I do not have the artistic temperament to do it. But imp- I, I don't even understand what's going on up there. I, I know the whole concept is, yeah, and. I, I, I know, like, the tenets of it, but I, I couldn't do it to save my life. So give me give me the stand-up. I mean, it's 100% for me uh, improv. Right. Because I've done improv before. I, I've worked with a couple different groups. I've had improv training. I, I loved it. I always wanted to try stand-up. I never had the guts to actually do it. Like, and there's a part of me that would rather just create a routine and like the crafting of the jokes than actually do it. Um, like I, I, I find the, the, con- like, uh, when we've done the different roasts for Mason and for Ireland, um, I was a roaster in both of those. Yeah. And I'll be honest, my stuff killed. <laughs> like my, my material was legit good. I heard it from enough people and it felt good in the moment. So I feel like I could do it, but it's a different thing to go up there by yourself as opposed to if you know what you're doing in yeah. an improv group. Well, I, I was, you've got the safety of the group with you if you is, know what you're doing. There was a guy that I worked with a long time ago, um, and, and he was an aspiring stand-up comedian, and I used to live up in Santa Clarita uh, in Stevenson Ranch, and believe it or not, there was this teeny tiny little theater attached to a Marie Callender's. Okay, and they would have stand up there on like Wednesday nights or whatever it was. And he got a gig at this thing. And there were, I don't know, maybe 10 people in the crowd. And even watching him, I just a, a acquaintance of mine from work that I'd wanted to go see. I was terrified for him in front of 10 people at Marie Callender's. So I can't imagine what it's like to have to walk in front of a genuinely room full of, you know, a couple hundred people and say, all right, make me laugh. Years ago, years ago, this is, uh, I guess, going now on about 20 or so years, I used to bartend at the now defunct Westwood Brewing Company sure. in, in the village. Yeah. And I one of my nights was upstairs. They had an open mic night, and I was the bartender for that room, and- there were a few people that went through that room that made it big. Like Chelsea Handler was a regular. Okay. And I could tell watching her, I'm like, she's going to be a star. Yeah. Like you could just watch her and say, like, she's really good. She's different really different. Ones. Exactly. Yeah. Like Sarah Kalana was a regular. Oh, sure. She was great. Um, Married to John Runyon, the yes. punter. Yeah. Uh, she's she's really great. She's also really, really nice. Yeah, she's cool. Um, Bobby Lee was a regular, like Chris Franjola. Like I saw some people that I'm like, okay, these are good. But I also saw a lot of people who had absolutely no business being up there at all. 
that all of them in? Yeah, and also just to say I, I was right, uh, Variety just uh, tweeted out that Taylor Swift is expected to perform at the halftime show. Get your tickets. Get your tickets. You know go. what you guys You got to go. You got to start working some sort of credential angle. Like right uh, yeah. now. Like yeah. right now, like you'll volunteer, you'll do. Get the station behind you. ESPN, come on. Yeah, ESPN has some right. clout. She's Let's a go. top one percenter on Spotify. Yes. Hook, hook her up. All right. Uh, we saw. Speaking of like greatest thing we ever saw, did we see the greatest catch in NFL history last night? That's wow. next. Stravin Slee, Andy's in for Slee on seven ten ESPN. Trying to figure out where we talk about LeBron bald filter or not, Andy. So we we were having the conversation before the show um, about the the picture that went around the internet. Was it three or four days ago? Um, that LeBron bald. I, you and I fell into the same category at exactly the same. Time. I thought it was real. So did I. I well, look for the same, but we thought it was real for the same reason, right? Because this has been long overdue <laughs> for LeBron. Like he's like seven years behind the curve, right? Should make it clear, it has not been confirmed one way or the other. We'll find out on Monday, I right. guess. We will find out on Monday. This is honestly what I'm most curious about. <laughs> With Media Day on Monday. Yeah, I was going to say, Media I mean, Day's on Monday. Other than a Russell Westbrook trade, this is the thing I want to know most heading into this season. LeBron, just conceding or not? Well, that that so you and I had the same reaction. When I saw it, I went, oh, okay, yeah, it's, it's time. That LeBron yes. has been balding for a number of years. He looked good bald in the filter. It, it's this is kind of the trajectory for a number of NBA players coming to the league as young men, you know, with full heads of hair, and then speaking you know, of Kobe and Jordan and Kareem and all these guys at the end of the line, they're bald, and that's the way that it goes. And LeBron and Kevin Durant are still hanging on, okay, holding on pretty tightly. Hey, I'm glad you said that because one thing we've learned: if the top five scores in NBA history, Kareem, LeBron, Karl Malone, Kobe, MJ. Yep. All lost their hair during their career. Yep. All conceded it during their career. Even Kobe, he didn't bick it till post career. But Kobe was cutting his hair with a concession of, "This is what it is." Like I was around Kobe, he would acknowledge, "This is what it is." <laughs> you got you got to lean into this thing. A Durant, you know, because he's got that big spot in the back. Like you've had injuries, you don't know how much longer this is going to last. You should lean into this thing now. Right, shave the head. Because the odds favor you, if you want to crack that top five, the odds favor conceding during your career. <laughs> you, you want to fit in. Yes. When they have the graphic on TV, yes. if we go all of them at the end of their career, you want a nice, smooth picture of five bald heads. But, okay, my brother Brian and I, for the Locked on Lakers podcast. Which, Heard of it. It's good. Yeah, we do it five days a week. Yes. You can get it anywhere. Uh, you get podcasts. There's also a YouTube component. Is there something like that, a network like that, where you could get a Rams podcast? I believe there is. Really? Yes. Called Locked on Rams? It is called huh. that. Who hosts? Uh, he's pretty good. <laughs> he's pretty good? Yeah, just, you know. Well, earlier this week, when the, <laughs> when the picture of LeBron came out, Brian and I, both bald men, we devoted one segment of this show <laughs> to congratulating LeBron for finally making this very obvious concession, coming home. We are offering him our support, our mentorship. Techniques. Techniques. <laughs> if, he, if he had any questions, if he needed a shoulder to lean on. Sure. This is a trying period for men. Like, even if you're a billionaire athlete like LeBron. Nobody likes it. You're still a man with insecurities. So we, I mean, we were offering him congratulations and you know a sympathetic ear support system all that then we hear that this may have been a filter 
Does Emily to, was on it immediately. It's a hundred percent a filter. Um, she was immediately like, oh, "That's fake." And I'm like, "Really?" It's, she, it's yep, something that's LeBron fake. would do. Well, that also true. It's something he would do, except it's also something he needed to do. <laughs> They're both true. So the next show, we devoted a segment to our realization that this might be a filter, and we were like, "Look, you know, if this is LeBron playing a joke, and like we fell for it, jokes on LeBron because he stuck with that patchy hair." <laughs> Like, so the joke's actually on LeBron. It's not on us. Yeah, I don't know what the, the other than it's the thing that's going around. The, like, we all did. I was bald. Jorge yeah. was bald. Ireland was bald. Like, they, they did all of it to all of us. Um, I don't get it, though. Like, what what's the win? This is why, Emily, to your point about LeBron does things like this, the eye-catching things. I, I'm, I'm aware. I it's agree with you. It's Taco Tuesday. But yeah, but again, that's just him trying to seem like, you know, one of the guys. I, I, I get it. It's that. him with his family having yeah, fun. Yeah, but the bald thing's like, yeah, you should do that. Right. <laughs> that's and I'll difference. tell you right now, I mean, if this was him playing a joke six months from now, when he realizes like, okay, no bleep, I really got to do this, don't come to me and Brian. So Monday morning, also- when we, I'm sorry, Emily, Monday morning when we get to the uh, media day, does he have hair or no? I think I think it's a filter. I hate to say it. I want it to be true, but I think it's a filter. It probably is a filter. <laughs> He's making such a mistake. <laughs> it's hundred percent a filter. I think it's gonna happen eventually. Everyone's been asking for him on Twitter for a long time, but he has that show called The Barber Shop. He needs to keep hair there while that show's no, going don't. on. No, you That's don't. not true at all. What no. else? First like, of all, you, have to, you have to stay you okay. have to maintain your baldness. It's called the shop, not the barber shop. But Sorry, if you're actually it's trying, in a barber shop. But if you're actually trying to treat it as a barber shop, you don't want that head of hair as any type of association or advertisement of your barbershop. Because that barbershop should be out of business. But look, I would argue that when you're getting, you're deciding to go all the way down. And I've done it a couple of times. My wife hates it. So I'm holding on to the last, you know, it's the last stand. Um, keeping it really super short, that's more work than anything else. When when you are bald and you're trying to keep it clean and smooth and even and all, that's the hard work, oh, not this. Dude, the amount of labor that LeBron has put into this process of trying to fool the world, like he's one step away from Carlos Boozer and that paint <laughs> that he used on his head. Like That was not a great look. Just enough. Rudy Giuliani had the paint too. <laughs> <laughs> that that was another yeah. moment. That didn't His go was right. like watercolors. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't even go oils. <laughs> he did. He went water based. It was a big mistake. You got to go lead based if you're going to go hair paint. Again, like LeBron, <laughs> please. This is like you came. If it's a filter, you came this close. It was you, close. You answered your own question. It was yeah. It's, maybe it's a test balloon, right? All right. So last night, Thursday night football, uh, not the world's greatest game. <laughs> Jorge, sorry, yeah. Jorge just tweeted me. My barber is bald. <laughs> of course, yeah. I trust a bald barber. That's yes. fine. Now, if I have hair like George Clooney, probably going to go to a barber that has hair. Okay. But if I'm just going and you're dealing with the thing on top of my head, you could you, anybody can do it. Yeah. I mean, the quality of your hair matters with who you trusted to like you remember years ago when the first iron man movie came out jeff bridges played the villain in that movie and he shaved his head okay for that role i was so angry at him he's got great hair he's got incredible hair yeah. you don't risk that hair for iron man like you don't know if it's going to come back and like again he's got incredible hair like he's managed to go through chemo right and like keep his hair and happily he seems to be doing well but like that angered me 
you don't like that type of hair is a rare gift. Iron Man, I've, I've heard of it. <laughs> I've, I've, I've heard it. I'm aware that it's out there. I haven't had the pleasure yet. I'm hoping to get to it. At well, some you are point. you are something of a cinephile, so nothing gets past yeah, you. You said to me, like, you know, Iron Man. I'm like, well, I, I know of it. I, <laughs> <laughs> I haven't had, I've seen a handful of the Marvels. I saw the one where the guy snaps his fingers. Um, I saw the other one that was like four hours and bored me to tears. But um, yeah, I've seen a handful. I know I know Iron Man is the guy from Weird Science. <laughs> do, do, I, do, do I need to know more the, than that? Well, the secondary <laughs> character from Weird Science. That's yes. how I know him. Robert Downey Jr., oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, he yeah, is yeah. He is the man He's from He's the guy Weird from Science. Weird Science. He is right? the man from Weird yeah, Science, I believe yes. it was uh, Ethan or something like that. I don't know. I like that. He was movie. one of the bullies. Yeah, he was one of the bullies that made fun of Wyatt and Gary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, these are these are the things that I know. Emily had a hot take on a movie that debuted today. You know, we'll, we should come back and do that, Emily, because this is... Okay. I don't think Emily... I, I should say, Andy, um, I don't think you're going to agree with her hot take on an on a extremely popular and well-known movie. It's coming up next. It's Travis Slee. Andy's in for Slee on 710 ESPN.